0: Welcome to Wayne's World It's Wayne's World
1: With Wayne Goldsmith Always a great pleasure Just after 10 on a Wednesday To welcome Wayne Goldsmith Into the Radio Sport Morning Show WGCoaching.com is his website Hello Wayne, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm going very well
0: It's always beautiful on the Gold Coast Mate, I'd I'd love to have the opportunity To kick off this morning Just by extending my love and sympathies To my friends and colleagues in Canterbury, it never ceases to amaze me what a, a wonderful, resilient and supportive group they are in Canterbury. I've always been welcome like family there and to have that tragedy occur to those remarkable people who just consistently have to battle with natural disasters is is uh, is beyond words. So to all the, the swimmers I've worked with there and my rugby community and my friends and colleagues in sport, guys, I'm thinking of you and uh, wish you peace and love and and uh, the support that you're showing each other that we're seeing on TV is just typical of that remarkable community in, in Canterbury. So um, lots of love to everybody in Canterbury this morning.
1: Great stuff, Wayne. Well said. Today's topic is uh, is kind of topical because the NRL got underway last week. AFL is underway this week. Super rugby's been going for a month or so. So um, i going to talk about uh, what you can what you can glean from the first game of a uh, of a team's season. In, in broad terms, can you actually tell anything from a team's first game of a new campaign?
0: Well, It goes back to the previous September-October point. What happens is the teams will come together. This part of the world, it's around September-October. The ones that are in the final series normally have a break around about them, but everybody else sits down and has a bit of a war meeting and says, well, what did we do wrong? What did we do well? How are we going to change? And they come up with a plan. They come up with a set of values. And we've talked a lot about culture over the last uh, couple of years, you and I, about they talk about how things will be different. And then they start on their training programs. And typically what happens is they want to change something. Uh, their strength and conditioning coaches or the performance coaches will say, this year... It's going to be about being bigger, or it's going to be more power, it's going to be um, better with endurance, or we're going to decrease our injuries. And they put in place a plan. And then around about this time of year, in about February, March, we start to see the fruits of that plan that was put in place in October. And very much the first game, even I think up to the first three or four games, are very much a reflection of what they've done in pre season.
1: So going into. Game one. I mean, there must be the the temptation to, uh, to you know, to really start well. The adrenaline's flowing, you know, you've had all the build-up to it. The game is finally here, the first game. Uh, but do teams sometimes have to take a bit of a measured approach knowing that it really is just the first game of what can be, in, you know, six months' worth of hard season?
0: And that's, that's one of the, the greatest questions of all is how to manage play. New Zealand rugby, to mind, might do it very well in particularly a world cup year and i remember chatting years ago to george gregan about this and he said that that the the player load the demands on a player when you've come back from spring tour then you go into super rugby training then you've got inbound domestic test matches then you've got to get up again for a world cup and be playing better at the end of the year than you were in january february that's a that's a big ask for a player to sustain that and he said at the time, he said the temptation is to take it a little bit easier, not have so much in your your attack, and don't put so much into defence because you know what's coming. But the downside is the competitiveness at professional level is so high. If you do that, if you take it a little easier, you're going to get crunched and probably cause more problems. So look, I, I think the more seasoned players, the the internationals who know what's coming towards the end of the year with grand finals, semi-finals. World Cups and so on, they're a little more measured early on, and they've got a different intensity that they're able to bring out when they really need it, but they can't afford to be too lax, or they, they just start so slowly that they can't
1: regain that momentum. So what about coaches then, Wayne? Should they, or, or do they, uh, go all out from, from the start, or, or do they look to peak? You know, this, uh, <laughs> this great unattainable sometimes, peaking at the right time, Um don't want to show their hand, build into the season progressively. What What is a, a typical coach approach to game one? Yeah,
0: typically, they come up with what they would call their, their, their brand or their style of play, or they develop a way of playing the game that they're going to implement over the year. Now, they would expect that the tactical side and the strategic side, I mean, you and I talk about this all the time, is that it's not always just about the, the obvious things. The physical stuff's always very, very obvious and measurable. But what they would do is they say, oh, guys, we're going to have this type of play. It's going to be open, dynamic. Uh, we're going to be focusing on counter attack. or we're going to be focused on a robust, immovable, unbreakable defensive line, or we're going to be forwards focused, or we're going to be focused on wide this year. It, so they come up with it. They'd expect to see that implemented reasonably well right from the start because they've been doing a set piece and doing all their work in training. And then that would get better with game. The one thing that they do have absolute control of early on is physical preparation. And we quite often see in that first round, second round, even up to the third or fourth round, is they're they're as physically strong and as as big and and fast as they're going to be. They get better there. There's been some great research pointing out of the U.S. on what they call getting game-ready and getting game adaptive and, and some really fascinating research over the years about how your body actually adapts to collision and being hit and and how your body responds to that. But that early stage the one thing they've got complete control over is physical preparation. After that they start to fine-tune and improve the technical and tactical sides. Once they get up to September, once they get up to finals then of course it's about two things the mental side dealing with the pressure and it becomes a survival game. And one of the things I know I was lucky enough to be involved in a couple of the NRL final series. And the the the, the myth is, is that at the end of the year that everyone's jumping out of their skin and they're playing well and they're healthy. It's really a survival, a game of survival. Your mental and and emotional survival of the pressure that's existing in semi-finals and finals football, and just dealing and managing with little niggles and injuries that you've inevitably got.
1: If you start poorly, Wayne, and I'm not just saying if you lose, but if you actually lose badly in Game 1, is it a valid excuse to say, hey, it's only Game 1?
0: Depends on the circumstances, doesn't it? That sometimes there can be a lot of emotion early on, as we saw in the Bulldogs and Warriors game on the weekend. It can be uh, other factors other than preparation you'd be raising your eyebrows a little bit if you're a head coach and you'd handed over the physical development of the team to your strength and conditioning group and you got beaten 30, 40, 50 points in the first round that maybe you would underestimated and uh, miscalculated the level of physical preparation required. But it can often be very complicated that early the, One of the things, Paul, is is, and I've seen this a lot, is we've got to teach players to manage the emotion of the moment or the emotion of the moment manages you. What I mean by that is they've spent months training together, making promises about how good it's going to be and how they're going to change and how this year's is year. Here. They can't allow that just fire and that emotion to overtake them on the first game because they get halfway through the first half, they've burned all their pickings, they've got nothing left because they've allowed the emotion of, wow, it's a first game, it's what we've dreamt of to get on top of them. They've still got to stick to their game plans. They've got to be measured. They've got to be calculated. Someone's got to lead them and make sure they understand that over that the, the full game because that can very much complicate things.
1: So game one comes and goes, and then uh, the season progresses, and and I guess you, get a, you start to get a feel for how the season's going. Uh, to jump ahead, uh, at what point in the season do you think you kind of give up and and start thinking about next year?
0: Once you start blaming or looking at outside factors, that's where I think you've, you've thrown it in. In those early stages, you believe in yourself and your players, your coaching system, the style of play, the preparation. Once you get to a point where you start thinking, well, hang on, if they lose and they lose, we've still got a chance. Or if we get a better draw, or if these players return... Once you start looking at things that are outside your control and relying on them to help you get across the line, then questions start to be raised. The early days when you've got limited injuries and things are going really well and you're still believing in all the things you've said and done prior to the commencement of the season, early season. That's what I find the is that the conversation changes early on. It's about winning and uh, success in our plan and our players and what we're doing. Once it gets to the stage where they start, starting, well, oh, you know, the reps are giving us some hard calls and, oh, the travel's knocking us around and these players are missing. Once it starts to go external and they start blaming or looking at other factors and trying to rationale what's happening by looking at things outside their direct control, they're saying, really, hang on, we think that, that it's starting to slip. It's a terrible feeling too, Pony. It's a one moment, I think, as a professional player, that's very tough. Is that once you get to a point where you know it's a mathematical impossibility to make the final series, and you still might have a third of the season to go? So you've still got to turn up, still got to do the media, still got to do the training, still got to deal with the impact, knowing that the dream that you've had is already gone. And uh, as a coach, trying to say to them, guys, it's about the long term, it's about next season, it's about building your own personal skill set, all those things tend to fall on deaf ears for a while while you're in that mindset saying, well, you know, the season's gone. And it's, it's a pretty tough time for players and coaches and, of course, fans once they realise that the match is against them.
1: Mm, indeed, yeah, no, it's a, a real test of, of professional standards, etc. And just to take it back to to, uh, to the start of the season, what about when a team does start really well? They're, they're four or five games in, they're playing well, they've won their games, they're, they're flying. Uh, there must be some management required there as well so that players don't get too far ahead of themselves.
0: Oh, a very, very good call, mate. Very, very good call. You, you're you're almost on a tightrope, aren't you, Pony? You're on the tightrope of getting excited and going, "Well, this might actually happen. This could be our year." And hey, hang on, it's a long season. Certainly to the media, that's what you'll hear. the The spin from the, to the media will be, uh, and I think it happened in St George Dragons in it last year in in uh, uh, you know. Uh, they, I think they might have won four or five back-to-back or they, they had some great form early on and looked unbeatable. And yet the message to the media was consistently, well, it's a long season, it's early days yet, uh, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, it has the one-game-at-a-time thing that keeps coming out, we're just concentrating on doing our job. So you, you hear that, but inside you've got a little voice saying, this is going to happen, this might happen. Try to temper that enthusiasm and excitement with with just the reality that it is a long season I think that's what you get from senior coaches, you get from experienced coaches is that they see what's happening but they just stick to their process and they do focus on one game at a time, one week at a time and progressively build and they don't overly watch the scoreboard or the the points table
1: Very interesting chat, as per usual Wayne, thank you so much mate, enjoy the rest of your week, Uh, look forward to catching up again next Wednesday
0: Have a great week mate, talk to you next week Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.